What is up, everybody? This is Brayden from Flint Mastering, and I am the host and content curator of the Mixing Music Podcast exclusive episodes. And today we have for you an exclusive archive, which means you're going to hear an exclusive episode that DK and I recorded almost a year ago. You're going to have the chance to hear what our exclusive episodes are all about and how much fun and learning goes on between me and DK as we discuss technical tips and important techniques in relation to producing mixing, and mastering. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to be a part of the exclusive content we provide twice a week, you can do so by heading over to mixingmusicpodcast.com forward slash exclusive. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. And we couldn't do this podcast without you. I hope you enjoy this episode of the exclusive archives. And with that, happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. friends and welcome back to another exclusive subscriber only version of the mixing music podcast thank, thank you for oh, the wonderful you, singing yeah. intro you guys should have seen dk's the face hills while I was are like- alive with the sound of mixing music. Oh. oh, what an intro. That's the best way we could have ever started this show. First first and foremost, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening to that. Thank you for listening to my horrendous vocals. That's why I play the drums in Master horrendous. Music, because I don't sing well. And um, <laughs> thank you for subscribing. I'm your host for today, Braden from Flint Mastering, and joining us from the hills of Germany, from the sound of music himself, Daddy DK. The hills What's of up, Germany. DK? God damn. <laughs> <laughs> joining us from the hills of Germany. What the? Isn't the hills uh, of Germany where the sound of music is? That movie? Uh, I actually think it was. I have not watched that movie in a long time. My my uh, my grandparents on my dad's side are really really into musicals. So like mm. I have this weird amount of like I watched a lot of musicals growing up. There's this weird musical I watched growing up called Bye Bye Birdie that my grandma loves. First off, to mm. be really clear, clear, my wife or my grandma on my father's side is extremely pure and righteous. And how do you, what's the word that I'm looking for? Virtuous. Virtuous. Um, never, ever talks about sex. Ever very Christian, strongly Christian woman. Um, grew up in a farm with 12 siblings, was the spoiled one. Uh, just, just, she's one of those where if you said the word sex, she'd be like, oh, you know, like that's her. Um, she loves this musical, Bye Bye Birdie. And I watched it and I'm like, God damn, it's just sexual innuendos <laughs> back and forth. And then you like watch Grease and it's like the same thing. It's like, oh my, how horny were these boomers? <laughs> and <you're> like, <laughs> they say stuff that even Gen Z kids don't even say. These boomers were horny back in the day. Or well, at least their parents were. That's why they're called boomers. Anyway, uh, let's. <laughs> Um, let's uh, let's get into the. I think that was good banter. Like we try yeah. to have Braden and I try to have some good. personalized banter for you guys, just for the entertainment. Please don't skip over this part. Uh, anyway, uh, we're, <laughs> we Braden, you want to bring up our clip? Yeah, yeah. Famous quote from DK: 
how horny were these boomers? <laughs> <laughs> I'm tweeting that shit. Oh. I'm tweeting that. <laughs> All right, well, with that... <laughs> With that as a backdrop, <laughs> we will get right into this clip. It is from a YouTube channel entitled In The Mix. Um, funny enough, you know, DK Studios In The Mix Studios. But this is from a guy in the mix. I'm not sure where he's from. He's definitely European. I do um, I do know for sure where he's from. Oh, where's he from? Uh, his mother. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, <but> oh, <laughs> the disappointment okay. is... I don't know what was... country he's from. <laughs> uh, definitely European, though. Um, and he has. I do nine... know where he's from. His country from. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's this from the gonna... down under. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he's not from down under. <laughs> he's not Australian. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh man. He okay. Well. <laughs> He has, I promise we'll get to the lesson. <laughs> he, he has 971,000 subscribers on YouTube, which to be honest, now that I think about it, that is the most subscribers on like a home studio channel that I've seen. He's almost he's a million, you said? Yeah, 971K. That's wild. That's the, I think that's the closest, the closest to a million I've ever seen. His videos are very, very good. Dude, my mom like, subscribes to him. That was a joke. My mom definitely does not subscribe to him. His, uh, I'm done his... being silly. I'm sorry. <laughs> the quality of his videos is really good. All of his tips are really good. You can tell he knows what he's talking about. Very intelligent, very well-spoken. Um, and so I would highly suggest you subscribe to his channel. I have learned a lot from it through the years. Uh, and he has he actually has a very pleasing, soothing voice to listen to. It's really nice. Um, but anyway, so in this clip, he talks about... Uh, this comes from a video that's called Five Tips for Better Masters, and we'll talk about another one of these tips in a later episode. But in this episode, he talks about doing multiple masters, and if you're doing that, how do you figure out which one you like the most and which one you should send to the client? So without further ado, in the mix, roll the tape. This applies to both mixes and masters. It's normal to make a few masters with slightly different processing. When you're done, how do you choose your favorite when really they all just sound a bit different? When comparing, I find it so much more helpful to match the perceived loudness at the start of the song, so I'll line up all the different masters in a new session, and I'll adjust the volume up and down until the volume sounds the same in the first verse, usually based on something like a vocal. This gives me a much better idea of how a listener will hear and perceive my song. They'll just adjust the volume at the start and let it play. With all those volumes matched, you can now much more easily compare the transition from verse to chorus or chorus to bridge and tell which songs sort of open up nicely, which ones have a good rise and fall, and also which ones are overly dynamic and have you reaching for the volume control, which is definitely not what you want to do. This technique really helped me pick my favorite master a lot quicker, and I hope it helps you too. Alrighty, DK. So... Our friend at In The Mix, I don't know his name. I don't know if he's ever said his name, but he talks about doing multiple masters, figuring out which one you like the most. Sometimes he says he does three or four different versions, and you know this could apply to mixes as well. Uh, maybe not. I know mixing is a lot more intensive process, so maybe you don't want to do three or four versions of a mix. But the technique he likes to use is he likes to put four songs side by side by side, and then he volume matches the beginning of the song. 
to see which one he likes the most rather than you know volume matching the chorus or other parts because he said you can notice like especially if the beginning starts quiet he said if you notice yourself reaching for the volume knob that's probably not a good thing and you don't want to go for that master so in your experience dk whether it's mixes or masters if you do multiple versions how do you figure out which one you want to send to the client so with mixing i usually don't do multiple versions i feel like i did in the past but as I've spent more time, I just want to be clear that I'm just committing to one mix. Mm. I think it was good practice to do multiple mixes, but it's just so time consuming. With masters, I don't often do multiple mix masters, um, but they are fast enough where I've done an entire master and then been like, I don't like it and didn't redo it again. And then I compare the two and especially if they want revisions, like I'll re-import master one. Let's say we're at master four, like for some reason, or like mix four or five, even with mixes, yeah, I'll do that. Where like they ask for revisions, I'll upload and use previous mixes as references for whatever reason as well and try to beat those ma mixes and masters. That's pretty common. I typically don't start and send them multiple. Very rarely do I ever start and send a client multiple mixes or at least do multiple to and pick one to send to them. Every once in a while, I'm not sure how they want me to interpret like a solo. So I'll be like the less reverb version and the more reverb version. Mm -hmm. And I like to give them two choices if I'm like feeling really indecisive. But and then they usually just pick one like we like this one. And I'm like, OK. Yeah. And uh that's happened sometimes, but it's very rare. Yeah. I, f I figured that would be the case with mixing, um, just because, like you said, it's a lot more time-consuming, and to go back and readjust everything over and over again, I'm sure would be quite the headache and the nightmare, especially with... I've seen some of the songs you've mixed have had over 200 multi-tracks. <laughs> you know? So th that would be insane. Um, I know that for myself, in terms of mastering, I think the most versions of a master I've ever done like before I sent it to somebody was like four. And, uh, you know, it's kind of the same thing. I would do the master, didn't like it, so I redid it. Still didn't like it, redid it. Still didn't like it. Um, and when I visited the Hit Lab out in Nashville, Nathan Dantzler, talk about him all the time, uh, I actually watched him master a song by Kelsey Ballerini. And then he sits there and listens to it, and he goes, yeah, I don't like it. I'm going to do it again. So then he does it again right in front of us, and he actually adds less process processing, and he goes, "Yeah, what do you know? Less is always more." <laughs> and I've then, done that multiple times. Yeah. Then he stands up and he goes, "All right, well, I'm gonna go have dinner, uh, and then I'm gonna come back and work on this song again." And I'm like, "Wow, okay." The the dedication to getting this this song right, um, and you know, it was in an album context. Maybe that was I can't remember. I think that was the first song that was going to be released as a single before the album came out. So I think he was really trying to nail the sound of that one um, in order to make the rest of the album sound consistent. But uh, if you if you are mastering, because the nature of mastering is a lot faster, don't, don't feel bad if you have to, if you listen to it and you're like, I don't like this and do it again. Don't feel bad. I do that all the time. Uh, I think the most revisions I've ever had requested from somebody was four versions of the master because the and, and this is so stupid the first time they go oh it's not loud enough so i make it louder and then they go oh it's not bright enough so i make it brighter and then um actually i think it no okay i only did three versions i lied three versions because they wanted it louder so i did a louder one they wanted it brighter i did a brighter one and then after all that they go you know i think actually the first one's the best one 
And I was like, yes, I know it's the best one. Come on. Like, so anyway, um, yeah, don't feel bad Sounds if about you have right. to. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So, and of course, the se- the second time they're like, oh, I want it really loud. So I make it really loud and then they go, you know, it just, the chorus just doesn't have the same impact as it does in the one that's quieter. And I was like, well, yeah, that's because the whole thing is brick walled. Like it's all the same volume. So anyway, just we need to spread this information around the industry and to to people who who might not totally understand how it all works. <laughs> and I but, promise it does get better. It does get better. The higher up in the industry you go, the longer you do this, the older you get. The older your clients get and the more mature they become, they end up like your your best clients are your most experienced clients and Braden, I, I'm sure that you can say the same thing. Like yep. your favorite clients are probably the ones that have been doing this in a while. Yep. And they know what to expect and they know to trust the engineer. And just like we know that they did everything on purpose and that's why we reference the rough, right? And we, we try our very best. Yep. So well, and actually, comes the, back around. The person who has sent me the most stuff that's been doing it the longest, I never get revision requests from that person. I think they've asked for one, maybe, in like six or seven songs they've sent me, and it was so minor, it was like barely anything. The sign so. of an experienced artist or producer. Yes. So anyway, it's okay, I think to, it's okay to be picky. Like if you're listening right now and be like, dang, I send in a lot of revisions. Like it's okay to be picky, <laughs> but it's also good to know like, like to, it's, it's good to trust someone that's, I think that's like a self thing. Like you, maybe like some therapy would help. I don't know, but I, I feel like you, it's important to like, as a manager, you have to realize other people are going to fail and kind of learn from their mistakes. And you, if you don't give them the opportunities to learn, um, then you are a failure of a manager. So you have to allow other people's to do something that you think you can do better. Um, and just recognize that. I think it's like a sign of a good leader as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode on that note. Uh, Pretty simple, short episode. Hopefully it was helpful for you all. Uh, If you need to do multiple versions of something, don't feel bad. At the end of the day, it's about getting the best version of what you can do. And if that takes a little bit more time, it takes a second version, whatever you need to do, uh, do it. Because in the end, that's what's going to make you happier. It'll make your clients more satisfied, which makes you more money. Ka-ching. And, uh, you know, it, it makes for a better experience overall for everybody. So with that said, as always, thank you for subscribing. We love you. We appreciate you. We are super grateful for you, and we could not do this without you and your support. Excuse me. I had to burp for a second. <laughs> I, I do this all the time. I drink soda while we're recording these, and then I'm like, oh, I wonder why I'm burping. Anyway, uh <laughs> so dkmixes.com forward slash videos for all of dk's youtube and twitch stuff make sure that you join the mixing music discord if you haven't already if you'd like to hire me or dk you can dm me at flint mastering on instagram you can dm dk at dkmixes on instagram mention you are members of the exclusive episodes and you will get a discount so with that go out mix well master well Test things out, do multiple versions, and figure out your technique for deciding which version of your mix or master you like the best. And with that, DK, sign us off. Happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy.